All right, it's that time. Barry, your best Jerry Maguire talking to Rod about his contract. Show me the money! That's right! Huh? Huh? Show you the money. Our good friend Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports is already on the line, which means in no time at all, you have chances to make money with Lee. Lee, welcome back. Always uh, a pleasure to have you on the show. Hope your week is going well. It is. Um, went to the Miami Texas A&M game, and we finally, uh, I think, may have turned the corner. Are we a top 10 team? Not not so sure about that yet, but uh, pleased with the progress. So, uh good game from, from my standpoint, and then even my Dolphins won. So, went 11-3 and for our clients last week and hit our first 40 to 50 unit play of the year, so all is good right now. I think you were four and one for us too. I mean, you you, you are red freaking hot, and that is why yeah. we love having you on. And I was curious before we get into some of the games to talk about for this week. We saw Norville at Colorado State today fire up mm-hmm. prime time a little bit, and I'm wondering from a betting perspective for a man that knows the stuff like you do. Yeah. When you're looking at something like that, how likely is it for you guys to change your opinion on the line? Or the outcome of the game, like in my opinion, the first thing I heard about was, "Oh, oh Lord, look out!" Because now Dion's going to run it up. Oh, I think if he has a chance, he will. I mean, Jay Norville, you know, if you, you know, you're like uh, Texas and you're playing Louisiana Monroe, you can do something like that. But uh, Jay Norville, better look out. Yeah, just not smart, right? I mean, no, you know, no, I, you know. It's, it's not good sportsmanship. You want to say some things, you know, behind closed doors to your players, that's fine. But I uh, think you're better off. I'll never forget this. We were playing one of our rivals, and they used to always beat us in baseball. They would beat us like 2-1, 3-2. But in football, we were usually a touch, couple touchdowns better. Well, uh, they they started popping off that this was going to be their year, put it in the paper, mm. told a reporter that uh, this was the year they finally break through. Well, you know, late in the game, uh, I uh, faked a little play action and threw it in the end zone and, uh, you know, gave him a nice cake-eating grin. So that's the way it works. <laughs> I love it. That, that's, that's good yeah. stuff right there, Lee. All right, let's get into some yeah. of these games uh, without further ado because people are waiting to hear what you got to say. I mean, down here in Bayou Country, LSU football, Brian Kelly giving away 10 in the SEC to Mississippi State. How you see that one? So. LSU, they fell behind last year in that game, 13 nothing. They roared back and won 31-16. I really believe LSU was much improved over last year. They just, you know, if they, if they get a 10-14 point lead in that first half, I think they win the game against Florida State. Those two fourth and one calls were terrible. I think that mentally and they just, just didn't have it in the second half. I think they're going to show well here. I think Mississippi State, not the same team we've seen the last couple of years. If you watch the game against Arizona, Arizona last Saturday night turned the ball over in the first four possessions, and Mississippi State only won 31-24. They were outgained 431-307. I just don't think they look comfortable in that new offensive system with Kevin Barbe from App State. They even had nine penalties for 90 yards. I think unless Mississippi State hits on a, you know, a couple vertical pass plays down down the field, I think they're in trouble. LSU scored thirty plus points ten times since the start of last year. LSU also twelve and three against the spread the last fifteen. 
times they've gone to Stark Vegas. Give me LSU. They pull away, 37-20. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports joining us on the Killer Bees. Uh, Lee, Texas riding high after a big win over Alabama, a four-touchdown favorite versus Wyoming. Is that too much or not enough? So normally I, I would not play – Texas in this situation, and you saw the first week, you know, they didn't look, they were not able to pull away, but if you look at Wyoming, this is not a talented team. They beat uh, Texas Tech. If they play ten times again, Texas Tech wins nine. Teasley is, I mean, he's a gutty quarterback, but, I mean, they're playing a third and a four-string running back. Their receivers, I mean, they don't scare you at all. These guys, I don't know if they break the top three, you know, position depth chart if they're playing at Texas. So, given credit, they have some gutty kids here. The kids play hard on defense, but I don't know if any... I'm looking at their entire roster. I don't know if any players on their team play in the NFL. If Texas wants to name the score they can here, I, I think they have something to prove. They want to keep rolling now. It's, it's not like they you know, are going to look ahead. Baylor's nothing special for next week. So, I, I like Texas here. I think they win this game here 48-10. All right, let's go to the NFL a little bit, Lee. Look, the Cowboys with a whopper in week one, got those two early turnovers and never looked back as they blew the doors off the Giants. Different story now. They got the Jets. However, we know what happened to Aaron Rodgers. What does that mean to a game that Dallas is currently favored, uh, giving away nine? I mean, it's going to be tough here for for Dallas uh, to to win by a lot. But, you know, how, how do you back this Jets team? I mean, Zach Wilson, I saw two of their games last year in person. I think they're worse with Nathaniel Hackett here. I, I, I really don't think he's the right guy to, to move this guy along. He had quarterback ratings last year, 69. The year before that, 72. Uh, nine touchdowns, 11 career interceptions. I thrown some bad interceptions, but none as bad as the one he threw on Monday night. He was bailed out. I, I, I just think that Dallas, I mean, that, that Jets offensive line to work in progress still. I mean, they seven sacks on a much more mobile Daniel Jones here. I mean, they were pressured. They pressured him 23 of the 37 dropbacks here. Stephon Gilmore, great addition. Tony Pollard's going to run more. Brandon Cooks, perfect uh, guy to acquire at the other wide receiver position. I like Dallas. Not going to be pretty, 28-10. Kansas City looking to bounce back after surprisingly dropping one to Detroit. Uh, in week one, obviously uh, a few issues they need to get cleaned up. Chris Jones coming back. Kansas City favored by three versus a uh, surprisingly decent Jacksonville team. How do you see this one going? Well, I think Jacksonville's going to be a really good team. Here's the problem. They're going to go into this game down possibly two starting offensive linemen and their best backup. So most teams carry eight offensive linemen. That means the first guy, anyone gets hurt, they're going to be playing a practice player. I mean, Kansas City's defense is very underrated. Everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes. But their defensive line, I mean, they held their own last week. If it wasn't for the pick six, they win the game without their best receiver, Travis Kelsey, and maybe the second best player on the team. And how important is he? Well, um, Patrick Mahomes was 10 for 22 going to his wide receivers. That was the worst completion percentage to wide receivers since he became the starter. How important was Chris Jones to the defensive line? The Chiefs have allowed 20 fewer rushing yards per game the last five years when Jones in the lineup here. 
With those guys down on the offensive line, I think they're in trouble. I like Kansas City here. I think they win 31-23. Well, here's the one lead that we all are concerned about. It is our first chance to see two of the three top-drafted quarterbacks go head-to-head. It's the Colts. It's the Texans. It's a division game, the AFC South. And we know who are at the helm of both of these teams, and everybody here is going to be watching. How you see this game unfold uh, as Indianapolis visits H-Town? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a, a tough game for either team to win. Uh, points don't come easy, but, uh, you know, there isn't much skilled player help here for Anthony Richardson here. And, and not like the Texans have, you know, uncoverable wideouts uh, for C.J. Stroud to target, but if they can just protect him a little bit, Stroud looks comfortable, I think, pushing the ball down the field uh, more than Anthony Richardson. I think they got to target Robert Woods more, or rookie Tank Dell. Dell's 5'10", 165, so you know he's not in there to catch short passes over the middle. The Colts' D generally does a pretty good job against the run. Suspect against the pass, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, 24 completions, only eight incompletions in that game. Uh, the Texans, whose defense gave up uh, 265 total yards and 4.6 per play to the Ravens. Uh, I, I, I think that they should just let Stroud push the ball down the field more, and, and I think the results are going to be much better. I like Houston here. It may, may not may not be decided until late in the fourth quarter, but I think they're the right side, 23-20. There you go, and there's more. But wait, there's more. Lee, tell them, because you have been hot like butter on a roll just out of the oven, and you want to keep <laughs> rolling. They want to roll with you. Tell everybody how they get involved with you and get some more picks. All right, sure. Do. Uh, if they want to get the TCU-Houston game, got a real strong opinion on that game, uh, just call 800-400. 9741. First 10 callers will get it for free. 800-400-9741. Get Houston, uh, like I said, uh, Houston and TCU on me. And uh, check out the new website, ParamountSports.com. We've got other videos. So let's say there's another big game you want to see me break down and predict. Uh, we've got games like uh, uh, Iowa State uh, against Ohio, Kansas State, Missouri, uh, the Michigan State game against Washington, all those videos up and available. If you want to hop on board, this is the week. Don't keep trying it on your own or, or using another service. We won 28 out of 29 years. You can get the entire season for nine ninety seven, just lower the price. Or you want to try me for one weekend, get every game from Saturday morning through Monday night. That's 13 games. We call it our Baker's Dozen. 13 games, just $97, one place. ParamountSports.com. Appreciate it, Lee. Stay hot. We can't wait to talk to you again next week, and we hope you're right about that Texans prediction, too. Sounds good. Sounds good, guys. Take care. There you go. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, best in the business. Why we always have him on. We're going to have much more going on right here, right after a short break. And if you want to talk some Texans football, we can do that. we got Taryn Hilo on her way in traffic, but we'll be here. If you don't know, you better ask somebody, and you better get on social media get now and figure ready. it out. Because I believe that... <laughs> If I was Lee Sterling, I would bet that the Twitch numbers go up just a little bit when she comes to see it. I don't know. Just me. All right. It's Barry and BMAC and me, and we'll be back with more on the Killer Bees. Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. Branham out. Well, he wasn't. He was in. 
he did Horton Hears a Who with Beard. And so we just decided, okay, screw you. We'll just do another Night of the Suspect. <laughs> Here go. we are. And someone texted in, hot take. Usual Suspects was better than the Blitz when they were both in their prime. Ooh! Okay. Take that and like it. Wow. I didn't say it. They did. In your face. Take that, the man. We follow that up with more good news. The new guy sounds like JP from the movie Grandma's Boy. The new guy? I guess that's you. The new guy? I don't know. Am I the new guy? I guess I've been here longer than, well. I mean, I've been here for over a year. I mean, I was here for seven. Does that, <laughs> I knew that was, but you're not here now. <laughs> knew it. No, I'm back as of tonight. Are we not even going to celebrate? Where's my DJ horn at? Can I just plug? Can I just plug it real quick? You yeah, actually know the details on like that restaurant in Kingwood that you're performing I actually know at? this. Game on. Uh, new Let show. Know. New show right here on ESPN 97.5 starts tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, myself and Jerome Solomon will be in, uh, be doing a show once a week, every Thursday, 6 to 7. The show's called Game On. And uh, if you've ever heard me and Jerome do radio, you know it can get pretty wild and crazy. So it's going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's good to be back at least, you know weekly on a regular basis on the airwaves here in town you know when i go to the bullpen it's your name every time i've said that yeah uh so now we've started love that aj hoffman will be proud (laughs) just reading one text has started an all-out war oh no on text oh no no show has been better than the blitz even on their worst day when aj was about to choke fred out oh no that happened Yeah, yeah yeah who's the new guy on the air it's uh zero chance better than the blitz Wait, wait, what was the guy's, uh, what did he say from Grandma's Boy? JP. Was that the... Someone else said, I second that. Usual suspects far better. Take Ooh, that and like it. Yeah. For all you blitzers. In, in and look, and we, and it was, this wasn't us. We we all, we worked well with the blitz. Oh, I thought JP... We led into the blitz. Yeah, we did. Uh, I like the time we took over the blitz and, and, and the time that I changed their Zedot jewelers. Oh, he got so mad. Remember that? And then I did, oh. and, 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 I, and I did the, when we, we redid the open. Yes. And the blitz says, oh, oh they got Thursday. And they would get so mad. I mean, look, I love Fred and, uh, AJ's all right. Uh, but they were, you talk about guys that could dish it out, but not take it. That wasn't they, very convincing, by the way. Uh, you know, oh, no. that's weird. They, uh, <laughs> what was what? I, I thought I, I thought I said it. I, I believe you that you pretty like decent. I didn't necessarily no? buy the next part. Well, I got Fred really. Cause I used to do it really well. Cause I'd practice it. Cause yeah. every day when we were packing up and they would come in and, and we'd be walking down the hallway. I go, and the blood says on for a Thursday. <laughs> Welcome to the greatest show in the whole universe. Uh, we took their, they would like have the, the, the gem of the day. Yeah, the gem of the day. And this was back when uh, Josh Reddick started the woo thing. And so we, yeah, yeah, so I, I wooed, thing. I went to Michael Carroll office. He didn't do it. He didn't do it, but I went to Michael Carroll's office and uh, I replaced that with the woo. So it was the woo of the day. Oh, they were so angry. So mad. But they would mess with us all the time. They were, like I said, classic dishing it out, but can't take no it. Question. Yeah, but that was fun. It was good times uh, getting that show rivalry going and them making fun of us and us making fun of them. And uh, it was good times. By the way, then we followed them to number one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Nick, I thought they were saying Nick Swardson was who I sounded like. Not what the text said. Yeah, JP apparently is some dude named Joel David Moore. I have no name. idea who First that is. Solid, but it's not uh, Nick Swartzen, so I'm, I feel better. I don't think you sound Someone like Nick said, Swartzen at all. Someone said, "Can we vote for all, Nick's list?" 
If you yeah. know, you know. If you know, you know. Somebody, yeah, somebody immediately said uh, they voted for Our Nick's list. That's fantastic. Our favorite segment in the yeah. history of the suspects, way back Wednesday. <laughs> More fights on that show Woo! were started because of those musical lists than anything. Oh, my God, the venom about you took my song and. Yes, yes. Man. Oh, yep. we got it going on. on- Uh-oh. Twitch, too. Oh, Everybody's yeah. Everybody's playing today. All right. <laughs> Wallace said the usual suspects, number one. The Blitz was top 15 on the station, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Again, these are not This us is not us. This. Yeah, the, the, the views of the listeners, Twitchers, and texters does not reflect that of the uh, unusual suspects uh, in no way, shape, or form. I could see Akil Jerome Hoffman calling in if he hears this because he can't miss an opportunity <laughs> to get into a verbal altercation. Oh, 100%. That would be right there. Remember how many times we'd be in the middle of a segment and the door would fly yes. open with the brow crushing his eyeballs? He could not help himself. What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. How come you haven't talked about, hey, man? We yeah. got a show? Middle of, a the, show. middle of the segment. That was oh, outstanding. Wow. Good you times. I do want to get to, to this, and we'll probably talk about this a little later, too, but I was I was just curious, your guys' take on what Jeremy and I were talking about the other day. We were talking about C.J. Stroud, and, and you know, we're doing a week-by-week week where, you know, you grade C.J. Stroud. Is it thumbs up? Is it thumbs down? Is it, a, you know, a grading system? Is it a number system? And for week one, with all he had to endure and the way I felt like he was behind the eight ball, I gave him a thumbs up. And Jeremy had some issues with that, but more so Jeremy said you can't just say and compare him on a grade to say how he played in that game. You have to compare him to the rest of the league. And I said at a certain time when the line is healthy, when he has everybody in his full complement. But I think that timing matters. And so we went back and forth and kind of settled our, our feelings down a little bit the second day and kind of just started to ask the question, like, when is it fair to compare him to the rest of the rookies? When is it fair to him to compare him to the rest of the league? And whether it's fair or not, when would you do it? Because I think this week is the first week as much as you're going to watch how all three of these guys perform as rookie starting quarterbacks, this is the week when you got a head-to-head that you're going to watch it more so than you would have in week one, I think. you got a head-to-head, but these are not the same teams. I mean, they're both bad. They're both bad football teams, right? But I just showed you at the break uh, something that I saw on Twitter where the Texans now have 11 players on IR. Uh, and, and another six that they put that are listed as questionable after yesterday's practice. That is insane. There's six guys on the line that are on IR alone. So it is a mash unit right now. And I don't know how much of that is this them posturing or how much of it is legit. I would like to think that they wouldn't do that, that it's all legit, but you know, you never know. Um, Casario comes from the old school Patriots way. We'll just say that. Right. Of manipulating the rules as best you can. However, Let's assuming it's all above board. I don't think it's fair to judge C.J. Stroud at all after last week simply because it's a bad offensive line. He doesn't have a lot of weapons. It was his very first game. It was the first game for a brand-new play caller. It was the first game for a rookie head coach. Literally everybody out there, it felt like, was learning OJT. It was on-the-job training. Let's see what we got. I felt like they acquitted themselves quite well when you consider how inexperienced and new this team was in general from top to bottom. It's a young secondary. I realize they're not all rookies, but you had a rookie wide receiver. Like it's just it, 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 the the line was a mess. And and really, how can you judge a guy 
who it felt like was running for his life most of the game. You don't even know what he's capable of. He's not a scrambling quarterback. He's mobile, but he's not a scrambler. He's not great on the run to begin with. So until you get a game where it, you have it, he has a consistently clean pocket, nothing's going to be perfect, what a decent amount of opportunity to throw the ball, that's when I'll judge him. Yeah, I, I definitely – I mean, you're not going to stop people from comparing him to the rest of the league. It's just kind of how th- these things work. But I'm definitely grading him on the curve until the offensive line's better. So we're talking now week five till Titus Howard gets back. And even at that point, the wide receivers are going to still be bottom of the league. And I also didn't like – and it was kind of a perfect storm. We combined receivers not getting open, poor offensive line play. And Bobby Sloak was calling – the Texans' offensive coordinator was calling a lot of deep pass route combinations. There, there wasn't a lot to – uh, in the play callings to try to make up for the fact that C.J. Stroud wasn't going to have a lot of time. There wasn't a lot of uh, in the quick passing game. So hopefully, you know, that will start to correct itself. But really, week five probably is before I would actually stop grading him on the curve when Titus Howard gets back. But I do think in this game, you're two rookie quarterbacks. You're both dealing with probably, you know, a poor cast of characters around you other than Michael Pittman is a pretty good wide receiver for the Colts. So I do think in this game, it's a little more fair because both guys are starting at the same place with similar talent around. Them. Yeah, look, when I look at all of this, I said there's going to be a time down the road, and I think you're right, BMAC. What I was saying is there's going to be a time down the road that he does have a full complement and he's got a healthy offensive line. Because the fact is, no matter what Bobby Slowick, and I said this yesterday, no matter what Bobby Slowick wanted to call in week one, he literally could not because of how bad the offensive line was, how quickly the penetration was getting in on C.J. Stroud, and now he had to abort whatever play was called in a lot of cases and just run for his life or get to a spot where he might be able to make something happen. To his credit, he showed that he still can put the ball where it needs to be placed. Yes, he had some bad throws, but that's because he's being rushed and he's throwing on the run and he's doing things that he doesn't do a lot. But when he did get out and be able to set his feet, especially over the middle, he threaded a couple of needles. He put the ball where it had to be so that a receiver had the best chance to catch the ball. His out routes looked better than Davis Mills, even if he threw him with the other hand. <laughs> But he was at least making plays to give guys opportunities, and that's all you can ask. But you can't ask this kid to then say, well, how does he compare to Patrick Mahomes and, and Herbert and some of the best quarterbacks in the football, in the NFL? No, unless he starts to produce like that, and then you can hold him to that standard, right? Yeah. Or, or and, until next year. Now, you know, some guys come in and, and uh, light it up right away. Some guys struggle and, until they figure things out a little bit. Uh, I think guys like Patrick Mahomes had the benefit of having a a seasoned uh, head coach and play caller in and Andy Reid behind Alex Smith. Exactly, and his offensive line was better. I'm, I feel safe in saying that, and I don't even remember. I just know how bad this one is right now. He couldn't be As worse construct- than what the no had. way, right? He had more weapons than uh, C.J. Stroud does. So you know, I just I for me watching that game and as a Texans fan. The one thing I left thinking was I didn't hate it. I just I didn't hate anything about the game. I think that's the key though, because when Davis Mills was quarterbacking, I, hated I, I walked away from every game. You're going, just like, what are we he's doing? He's got no chance. Yeah, and, and and at least I was like, okay, he made some rookie mistakes. D'Amico made some rookie head coaching mistakes. The the play calling that there was some rookie play calling mistakes. There was some issues in the secondary with some young guys that just wouldn't find the ball. And I think that's old school Texan stuff right there where it's like, just turn your head around, please. Right. Yep. And that prevents those PIs, but that's okay. You know, I didn't walk away from turn, the, the hip turn. Yeah, I like fluid hips. I know you do. Uh, but I, I, I didn't walk away hating this game. I wasn't sitting there watching it, like grudge watching it, where I'm like, well, I got to do this for my job. I mean, even 
guys that are drafted high struggle. I mean, don't forget Peyton exactly. Manning threw, what, 28 interceptions his rookie year? Yeah. And he Aikman went down as one Aikman, of the greatest I don't think Aikman won a game as rookie. You know, I watched yeah. this dude. He's like, I don't know what his – he breaks down quarterback film. He's like the quarterback something, not whisper, but he's on YouTube. And I was watching him break down the C.J. Stroud game. And if you go watch something like that, you know, like we'll watch the game. I'll watch the game. And I've never claimed to be an X's and O's guy. And by the way, I can't stand when a lot of people in this market pretend like they know what they're talking about when the rest of us know these cats have no idea. They just read somebody else's stuff or watch somebody else's video and then say the same things they said. But I watched this dude break down C.J. Stroud, uh, all of his big plays, you know, his mistakes, his his wins and everything in between. It was really interesting to see what he, what he – basically what he boiled it down to is Stroud is accurate when he has time. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. That's kind of what I was talking you're gonna about, You're going to have right? to buy this dude time. But when until he gets then, the ball you're not going to know what he's capable thing, you know, he's got, you know, Queen I – mean, Coming from one ang- angle, or he's getting completely flushed out. Because different story, and and I know that you hear that in in radio land and on Twitch, and you think, well, yeah, any NFL quarterback's going to be accurate if you give them time. Oh no, they're not. No, go back the and watch about Davis to see Mills this weekend with the Colts uniform on. He ain't accurate. No, go watch Davis Mills when he had time. He, I mean, no, that's he can hit not a popcorn true. Vendor in the third row on an out route better than most. <laughs> exactly. It's All right, we're going to take true. a quick break. We're up against it down at the bottom of the hour. We're going to come back and we're going to get Taryn Hilo in here as soon as she gets in. Uh, she's experiencing some traffic issues, but. We'll get her in. We'll have some fun, uh, reminisce about old times and such, and then we'll continue to roll on. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Apollo Men's Health. Look, Apollo Men's Health is here to help. On a daily basis, if you're struggling to kind of do the kind of things and be the kind of person that you used to be in your heyday, you think those days are gone, you can't get them back, that's false. You can get them back, and the people at Apollo Men's Health are here to help. For both men and women, you can get more energy on a daily basis. It starts with everything from a B12 shot to all the way through the different ways they can do hormone therapy for you. And bottom line is it'll give you more energy on a daily basis. You'll be able to get more things done. You'll feel better about yourself uh, from day to day. It's absolutely fantastic. From the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. If you're having problems, they can get solutions, answers, and programs that are going to help you and get you feeling tip-top and top-notch. It's absolutely fantastic. You want to get on a workout program, they can set you up by doing a full-body composition analysis. Recover quicker, HGH peptide therapy. Three locations now to better serve you. One we're going to be at for a live remote next week from League City, so check the website for that. But also, make sure that you realize there's two near downtown Houston to better serve you. Mention my name, Joel Blank, free B12 shot, or a free body composition analysis on your first official visit. But go there, get them to help you. ESPN 97.5. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, so that was head coach Jay Norville. If you don't know, now you know, because he's the head of head coach of Colorado State. And you know, there's always that saying about let a sleeping dog lie. But I'm going to tell you something right now, Jay. You're about to get yours, and you're about to get yours pretty, pretty good <laughs> when it comes down to it. Because he said that about Deion Sanders, whether he wants to admit it or not, you know he did. Uh-huh. He wants people to know, and right now, the hottest thing going in college football that everybody's talking about, sorry, Texas, is Colorado football and head coach Deion Sanders. And the fact that he fired them up like that, I anticipate that Jay Norville is going to get an ass kicking like he has never experienced before. Have you seen Dion has come out and and responded? Oh, did he? Oh, he did. Uh, here is the quote. Uh, let me see where he. I don't know where this came from, um, but this was on the ESPN website. 
Quote, I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach that I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk. Watch your mouth, Dion. I read some bull junk that they had said about us once again. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out there, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But then they give us ammunition. They done messed around and made it personal. And uh, he went on to say, I was, it was just going to be a good game, and they done messed around and made it personal. It was going to be a great task, a battle of Colorado, but they done messed around and made it personal. And then driving off on a golf cart, he mentioned, uh, now you, you're talking about, now he's messing with my mama. And, uh, ooh. Yeah, ooh. on so many levels, ah. mm. so many levels, it's like, what in the world would you do that? You know that they're playing good. You know everybody's talking about it. You know you're an underdog in the game no matter what you think in your locker room. And, and you know that you brought up the man's mom, which is a no-no. No matter what yeah. you do and where you go and how much you think about whatever you think about, you didn't think about that. You did not think this through, <laughs> and now you're about to get the punishment you deserve. Yeah, yeah what's that quote? And I took that personally. Um, and that's what this is. The line on this game is at 23 and a half. In favor of Colorado, a team that won one game last year. They're now 18th in the country. They're now favored of a 23 and a half against their rival. And now, as if it wasn't enough that it was a rivalry game and they're feeling good and excited about themselves, now they have something to put up on the bulletin board. Now they have, they, they, they found it last week against Nebraska, right? right Matt but- Rule came out and was like, we didn't do any of that stuff. Um, it's kind of like, uh, well, here's the other thing, guys. It's Dion's mom. It's Shadur's gra- grandma. Yeah. And, and, but, but the thing is like, he's coming at him too oh, now. And, and whether, you know, this is real. I don't even know if, if I, I don't know who to believe last week. I mean, I'm sure that there's the, you know, there's the two stories and the truth in the middle. Like they always say, but Matt rule was like, we didn't do those things. And, and I just feel like this is a team in Colorado and a coach in Deion Sanders and a group of players that they need and, and can create hype to get themselves pumped up for a game. They're good at that. They showed that last week, right? It's almost like one time I was talking to um, Derek Lewis, a uh, UFC fighter out of, here out of Houston. And uh, one time I asked him, like, how do you get – I think it might have been on this show. I don't remember. Uh, well, on The Usual Suspect, sorry. But I, I asked him, uh, you know, when you're standing across from an opponent, how do you, if, if you don't – even if they're cool and they're a nice guy, how do you psych yourself up to go in there? He goes, I just tell myself they're a clan member. Wow. I just picture them in a hood and a white sheet when I'm in the cage with them. I was like, oh, that's, that's scary. And so now you, you've got a team who's just like seething and don't, they don't even have to pretend they have a real reason. Man, I don't know if 23 and a half is enough now for this line. That's scary. It really is, man. And that's the thing. I just, I, I know you and I were talking about it, and I, I had some other way of putting it, but you just don't do what he just decided to do. Mm-hmm. I understand it's going to put you on the map for a day or two because everybody's going to be playing this quote like we did. But I think at the end of the day, when you got to go lace them up and, and you got to put the pads on and you got to go strap up against that team who is bigger and stronger, you may be faster because Colorado State's normally got a lot of quick guys the way they play football. You better be running all over the place making plays, and I still don't think you got a shot. No, and and like you said, it's not just about Dion. His son is the quarterback, and now he's mad. 
And we've seen that kid after two games. I just could not be more impressed. He's got to be. He's got to be in the top two for Heisman. It has to be right now, right? I think Caleb Williams is still head and shoulders the leader in the clubhouse right now. Sure, and he's got the the, the trophies to prove it. But Shadur Sanders is right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hunter is. You've given him a reason to get angry again. It's just. It's going to be a lot of fun, if nothing else. And, and you know, old school guys like this dude at Colorado State. What was his name again? I don't even know his name. It doesn't Jay Norvell. Even, Jay Norvell. Yeah, okay. As Lance Zerline would say, big toe guy. He could be standing on my big toe, and I wouldn't know who he is. Oh, don't bring top toes to Dion. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bring up toes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he did doesn't have as too many well. as he used yeah. to. Um, too soon, Barry. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, you know, say what you want about Dion. Guys like that cat don't like the way Dion's flashy and whatnot, but he's making college football fun this year. No doubt. He's making college football now, but so I will much say this. fun. Week one he did, but here's what I would say. At a certain point, let the players get the cred that they deserve. Take it down a notch, right? I, I think he rightfully drew attention for a program that it's been so long since they got attention. He got them a lot of attention, and he got a couple of wins. But in the process, it was all about him. At a certain point, what annoys me is his son is the second-leading candidate, in my opinion, for Heisman Trophy. Like, he's got a guy that plays both ways, that plays both ways extremely well. He's got storylines. He's got players. He's got a team. At a certain point, let them be the get their shine instead of always making it about prime. But that's not his fault. Right? Let's think about and this for a second, And I also think that's Joel. part of the game, though. Getting the attention is what gets these kids to come follow him. Exactly. That that part of it, yes. But let's let's stop for a second here. He didn't ask this cat to say these things about him. This dude said it no, on his this own. This part of it, no. But this I'm dude said it overall, on his own. In Nebraska, certain- I don't really know if that was contrived. I don't know who to believe. Do I believe Matt Rule? Do I believe Shadur Sanders? I don't know. They, that doesn't. Colorado doesn't strike me as the kind of folks. And Shadur doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would make up something like that. But also, Matt Rule sounded pretty convincing when he defended himself. So I don't know what to believe. But I'm just saying, Dion doesn't always make it about himself. The media loves the stories. And so they go out and ask, hey, what are your thoughts on Dion? And then a rival coach goes, well, my mama taught me to take off my hat and glasses when I talk. And off and running we go. And that's not Dion's fault. No, it's, it's not Dion's fault. I'm not saying Dion in this case because he has every right to defend himself yeah. and his mom and everything that was said or, and shouldn't have been said. But overall, other than that, it's the hype train and the press conferences and everything else being completely about him as opposed to his team, which is doing so much right and making somebody take notice just because of the way they play the game. Yeah, it's it's a good point that BMAG makes, though, right? Because this is about recruiting. And if you can make people take notice, whether it's flashy, whether it's but whatever you're getting as far as run and attention, I don't I don't care how you get it. If he, I wanted to look up and see if there's a recruiting class grayed out already, I would love to see where Colorado is already in recruiting because I promise oh, you, no doubt. And you know what uh, yeah. he did when he did, and everybody gave him a, a hard time about it because he cut like something like half the roster. He cut like 65 guys. He held tape back so they couldn't get they jobs three elsewhere. Three starters returned, but he brought in 71 <laughs> guys that three. can play that want to play for him. And now there's going to be a whole army more that want to get in on that train and play for prime. Yeah. Shadur Sanders has 903 yards passing in two games. I told you. He's, it's, it's he's, he's the second best player in college football. Yeah. And and uh, right now I'm looking at some of their tw- two, uh, 2024 recruits. They already have three guys with an 80-plus grade. That was never going to happen at Colorado 
prior to this. And in two it's years, working. he'll have it. And his next stop, because his next stop is not going to be long in, in no. Boulder, Colorado. All right, we got someone uh, special that was a friend of the show for a long time, been a friend of mine for a long time, going to come back. And I'm sure when Barry mentions about people that are going to get some run and some, you know, some shine and some social media time, that's that's a good friend of ours. So you're probably going to want to stay tuned. We'll have uh, a good friend of ours come join the show next. We'll have some fun and games, not always all sports all the time. But stick right here to the Killer Bees on The Usual Suspect. No, Jeremy, he did the earlier show, Fearing the Beard, with Horton, the Here's the Who or whatever. Beard calls a show. Josh up. Goatee. Okay. Yeah. I call him Cody Light. Nice. Um, <laughs> so we've reunited the usual suspects yet again as my good friend Barry Laminac is in with me. BMAX in for Joe George because you know those two are joined at the hip. And if Jeremy misses, then Joe has to too. So we decided, well, we'll one up that too. We'll bring in our good friend, Taryn Hilo, who's here, who used to be somewhat of a regular on the usual suspects mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Just and like the go, old days. We go pretty far back. Like, we really do. I mean, I remember the day that the Rockets were talking about, we need to mix it up. And I was doing radio and overseeing everything in broadcasting. And they're like, with social media, we need a female presence. And I go, I think I got somebody. I know somebody that knows sports that probably the camera won't frown upon. And you came in and did a little work for the Rockets. Yeah. And then, fun. and then you kind of all of a sudden minded your own business and went to an Astros game in the Diamond Club. And suddenly Astros Girl was created. Yeah. And you got a whole lot of attention, TV stories and everything on that one. That was wild. Yeah. That, that was a viral wonder. It was crazy. I was not expecting any of that at all. My brother called me one day and he goes, hey, um, do you and mom and dad want to go to this Astros game? I won some tickets at work. And I was like, yeah, but like I don't have anything to wear and I make bikinis. Yes, you so do. So I was, I was making an Astros bikini. Barry has one, by the way. I do. Yeah? Yeah. You, totally. you have one of them? Cup size is a little off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sign it for it's you. It's a double D. You can tell. <laughs> I don't, yeah. You'll sign it for me? I'll sign it for nice. you. Nice. Um, yes. He got the full, the, I mean, the full Mickelson, not the Phil Mickelson. Okay. <laughs> All right, movies. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he calls and he's like, do you guys want to go? I have no idea. I have nothing to wear. So I take this little youth shirt that I was making a bikini out of. It's just a crop top with some Daisy Dukes, typical attire to a game that yeah, I think most... Barry. Same thing I wear. Yeah, yep. we, we yeah, dress the much. same. Yeah. Two peas in a pod. Tied in a knot. <laughs> Absolutely. You copy me a little bit. So. I do. Still some of your swag. <laughs> I'm flattered. Oh, thanks. Um, and then, yeah, the rest is history. Then all hell broke loose and everybody thought they were in heaven. And then all of a sudden you're doing features on sports stories, on shows and newscasts and everything else. And thus a second chapter or another chapter was created. Because I like to tell people, look, you're not you're more than a pretty face, and you do have a bikini Thank company. You. Uh, you're intelligent. You have a degree. You work, you're, you still have the other company that you were working mm-hmm. for. The legal company. The legal company as well. So you've got the background and the intelligence to go with it. But, I mean, look, you were minding your own business, and look what it got you. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it depends. That by the, I was going to say day-to-day, but it's actually like response by response when you're on social media. Well, yeah. What was the coolest thing and the worst thing that happened from that experience? Man, I think the the coolest thing that happened was probably that I, I, I mean, I just started meeting all kinds of different people. Yeah. And I got a lot of really amazing opportunities and, uh, you know, ended up having to say no to some things. The the weirdest thing or the worst oh, thing? Yeah, the, the worst or the just, yeah. The, the worst. worst thing was that I kind of ended up going into hermit mode a little bit. Really? I had to stop going to a couple of games because, like, they would need security. Oh, Or, like, wow. if I would go out in Houston, I'd go into the bathroom and I'd come out and there'd be people waiting. Oh, that's And so it, it was weird. weird. It was, like, a little bit of, okay, I guess I know how celebrities feel. Right. 
Yeah. Now, BMAC was there with the, at the Rockets okay. when, when we were all there. And then you would go, same thing would happen when you would go back for Rockets games, mm-hmm. like minding your own business. Yep. And the next thing you know, it's like you hear some kind of reaction and we're looking like, what? Did someone just get hurt on the court? <laughs> but it was, you know, you were just minding your own business, but you were at the game. So that's yeah. a good thing, I guess. Yeah, but then I kind of stopped going to games and then, and then, uh, yeah, a couple of years went by. I would watch from home and then like live tweet watching the games, okay. which was cool. That was fun. It's a good way to interact with people. And, um, yeah, I would just... Now, did you spend, because, you know, uh, you see this happen now, especially in the social media era that we live in. Everybody's trying to get their numbers up. That's the that's the name mm-hmm. of the game, whether you own a business like you own a couple of businesses, whether you're in entertainment like me and, and, and the radio and Joel. and uh, Do you find yourself kind of chasing that still or trying to, or at any point after that, where you like, okay, the numbers have dipped, the traffic has dipped, the attention has slowed down. How do I recreate that? Or, or were you like, you were glad it was over with? I was really glad when it started to die down, um, just organically. It was, it was too much for me. I wasn't used to that. And then, at, and then a period of time went by and I was like, okay, but this is actually can be a very good thing for business. Yeah. It can be a very good thing. So I guess I like to take like the Richard Branson approach with Virgin Mobile and just like shock value. Yeah. So if I'm going to put something out there, it's like, okay, this is going to be provocative, yeah. but it's going to get the attention of the people. Yeah, well, I don't, it certainly I don't know, does. Yeah, I don't know if you have any issues with that. I but, have to... but my question too, though, for <laughs> both of you who are on social media a lot more than me, but is do you profit from it? I mean, because you get the following and you get the people, and and Barry has deckheads, and and we had suspects when the suspects were a big thing following us, but nothing like what I'm sure you experienced. But you can profit off of this just by being yourself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you get companies that reach out to you that either want to send you free stuff, and if it's stuff that you want, then that's great especially if it's expensive stuff that you want. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I don't have to buy this. <laughs> um, and then you get companies and brands that reach out to you that are like, hey, do you want to do like an ambassador type thing where we pay you X amount of dollars per month and um, you just promote the product, whatever. And if it's something that I like, again, I won't promote anything that I don't like. Right. So it works out. And then I, it also works for me because I have my own business. Yep. Yeah. So it's, you know, just getting eyeballs on that and um, – Showing what you can do, it, it, it can be very profitable. And it's, yeah, ven- had, it's vengeance bikinis. Vengeance bikinis. Vengeance, so you can. Yep. Get I had a uh, right little there. Debbie snack cakes. Reach out, reach out, and say, you know, we we saw some of your clips, and you know, we'd hate for you to lose your chins. Do you want to go with a sponsorship <laughs> thing? I said, of course, of course. How 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 mean did people get? Right, like uh, after and I, the after the Astros thing. Yeah, oh, they got because the internet is awful. Right. Internet- oh, we all know that on a daily basis. Just watch Twitch. Because you would think. <laughs> You're like, okay, this was cool. I got some, I got noticed. I got some run. You know, you're obviously not an ugly person. You're, a, you're, and I mean, like, you know, physically, but also you're, you're a nice person. You're a yeah. good person. You don't walk around Thank thinking you. you're better than everybody else, which is, is, you know, rampant in our society now with the internet and social oh, yeah. media, but, and our business. Yeah, and yeah. our oh yeah. But see, you guys are used to it because like it used to be angry callers or whatever. You never, right? oh, well, you never get used to it. it I just ignore it. Now. You're still used to well, and that's that's true. But you know, one the one thing I saw, uh, I, I I had a, a I did a show once uh, where I would interview people that went viral, and the first guy I ever interviewed was the guy that did the original. He had the first original viral video where he did the evolution of dance. 
Remember that? Remember and he that. went to all yeah, of yeah. them. Yep. And he said that there was, he learned about what's called negativity bias, where it was the most liked, but also the most hated video on YouTube forever. And all he would fixate on was the negative things. And I think that's the problem, mm-hmm. right? You'll read a thousand compliments, uh, but you'll get that one negative. Is that also why you kind of just were glad that it was going away? Absolutely. It was, it was like, man, this is what, this is how people really feel. And I'm like, what did I do? And it was, it, people are vicious. They can be really vicious on the internet yeah. because there is no face-to-face interactions. Like when you're driving down the street and you get road rage, like yeah. you're in your car. So nobody's really going to do anything about it until you meet that one person that chases you down. <laughs> Gets out. In Houston and decides and that you. yeah, your life isn't important and we can do something about it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, because we, we deal with it from the sports perspective and, and we're, we want to stay on the cusp like you do in terms mm-hmm. of being on social media, being available, making our shows available. But it's sports. It's not real life. Mm-hmm. So it's a discussion. It shouldn't be an argument. If you and I disagree, that should be something that creates more conversation. It mm-hmm. c- shouldn't create the animosity of going at my wife, going yeah. at my kids, right. making comments about me when you've never met me. Right. Because you're, you're a keyboard warrior. We put ourselves out there every day. You do more than us. But mm-hmm. pictures, lifestyle, you know what we do, what we look like, who we're married to, if we have kids, all these other things. And you, we know nothing about you in most cases. Mm-mm. Yet you feel free that if I disagree with your opinion, that you can criticize anything and everything, and it should be okay. It's not. It's not okay. Those people are unhinged. Yeah. I think the people that take it that far when you're attacking, really when you're attacking somebody's character and you're attacking somebody's family. I had somebody make a hate page for my dog. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, they took it to a whole other level. That's personal, yeah. That's, that's, that's tragically sad. That yeah. is... If you start talking about somebody's dog, that's that's a that's a whole new you level know, of those weird fight too. Words with me, yeah. yeah, and then you have a cat that's just yeah. Special. Don't talk about my cat. Oliver Listen, is nice. I will. All of us are going to have hate pages for our pets. After this. Uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> Oliver is metro. Joel's going to make mine. So nice. Joel's going to make the one for my cats because he hates them. Um, Don't hate them. Who who do you think was meaner to you, women or men? Uh, definitely women. Women. Definitely women. I'm super shocked about that. <laughs> like women are 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 bitter or or petty i can't believe that listen we're emotional beings we're very emotional we're catty we see something we're all guilty of it as women but you know definitely women were. i posted a joke because i that's you know as a stand-up comic you post that's part of what i do is i post material i posted a joke one time and somebody the first comment oh it was on tiktok the first comment was uh he told us the joke once and then his chins told us three more times i was like wow that is That is, and I didn't even delete it. I was like, you know what? That's pretty damn funny. That actually, he reached out. Yeah, yeah, that was when I got my sponsorship. <laughs> there the go. rest is history. But so all right, it's we gotta, we're at the yeah. top of the hour, so we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with more with Taryn, and we're gonna have a little fun.